welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the APE Academy Podcast. These beats are by Mr. Organic Dope, one of the best up-and-coming producers out of the great city of Philadelphia. Thank you, sir. I like the smoothness. Hope you guys are having a great holiday so far with your families. Hope you guys had a great Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. I appreciate everyone tuning in to our podcast. We are doing really, really good numbers. And I really, really want to thank everyone who has taken the time out of their busy days, their busy schedule to tune in. It's really a blessing to have the support of so many people and especially the support of the international community. Thank you so much, all our international listeners. We really value you guys. And if anyone has any input on any topics that anyone wants to hear, please reach out to us on IG at a.p.e. Academy on Facebook, Ape Defensive Solutions via email, Chase H. Holt. C-H-A-S-E-H-H-O-L-T at gmail.com. We are up for suggestions, up for comments. Also, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe. Every single you know, review, rating helps boost us in the ratings, um, in the numbers, the whatever algorithms they have. We really want to break the top 100 it's a lofty goal, but we're going to get there in 2022. All right, so this podcast episode has two sponsors, as usual, the USCCA, United States Concealed Carry Association, the number one concealed carry and Second Amendment advocacy group in America. Join today. Also, Bravo Concealment Holsters at Bravo Concealment on IG, bravoconcealment.com. They sell the coolest inside the waistband holsters outside the waistband holsters and other tactical gear please use our code ape10 ape10 at checkout to get 10% off all right so today's episode is back to the caliber discussion caliber 101 part 2 today we're talking about the 40 smith and wesson all right, one of my favorite calibers. When I first uh, started shooting, one of my first firearms that I purchased was the Smith & Wesson Shield. It's a great gun, five-star ape recommended firearm. All right, it was in 40 caliber. It was, it was in 40, and it kicked like a mule, and I loved it. It took a little bit of practice because... The, the uh, Smith & Wesson Shield is a small frame gun. And a 40 caliber in a small light gun does have a little bit of recoil. But it was super accurate, ridiculously reliable, compact, light, didn't notice it. All right. And back then, the ammo was not very expensive. So it did not cause a whole lot to shoot. Nowadays, we have to consider all type of factors like the cost of ammo, the cost of range time, et cetera, et cetera. But back then, it was really, really a joy to shoot the 40 Smith & Wesson. So today, we're going to talk about that. All right, we're not going to go into 
a whole lot of like super nerdy like geek you know technical ballistic gel details and velocities terminal velocity muzzle force stuff like that we're gonna go over the basics that you know regular folks like us need to know and we're gonna do a brief background on the 40 Smith and Wesson as a caliber first things first the basics right the 40 Smith and Wesson is a center fire cartridge okay that means it's not a rimfire 22s are rimfire there's a difference we talked about before I think in the last caliber episode between a rimfire firearm and a centerfire cartridge okay there's a distinct difference and if you guys don't remember you can google it or go back to that episode because that's a really cool episode as well so it was developed in a uh, joint project by Smith and Wesson and Winchester all right it was developed in 1990 and it was really developed as a law enforcement cartridge okay it was designed specifically for law enforcement back then the primary firearm for the FBI was the 38 special plus P all right 38 special is a revolver round okay the FBI agents were equipped with standard service revolvers six shooters old school six shooters and they were shooting 38 special plus P right so that's 38 special with a little bit of extra oomph in it all right and they were pretty satisfied overall with the performance of the 38 special but the 40 Smith and Wesson was developed specifically to duplicate the FBI's reduced velocity 10 millimeter round all right so this is what happened let me explain after the Miami shootout of 1986, okay, so this is a famous event, all right? In 1986, in Miami, Florida, the FBI was involved in a massive shootout. They were tracking a duo of bank robbers, okay? So as we all know, well, I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm about to explain it. Bank robbery is a federal crime, right? So when you have a serial bank robber, the FBI gets involved, all right? Because, you know, they're stealing money pretty much from the government, all right? So these two guys that they were tracking were, were veterans. They were combat veterans, and they were highly trained. Uh, they were extremely deranged. They were, they were psychotic, pretty much, sociopaths. And they were going on this string of, of this crime spree, right? So the FBI finally cornered them, tracked into Miami, and they confronted them as they exited a bank. In the course of this shootout, two FBI special agents were killed and five were wounded. The, the service revolvers that the FBI was armed with were pretty lackluster, when it when they were up against the more powerful weapons that the bank robbers had, right? They had body armor and they had higher caliber weapons. The capacity of the six shot revolver was lacking. Also the punching power was lacking. Now against 
in a unarmored, untrained, scared criminal, a 38 caliber is plenty. A 38 special is plenty. But against a trained, determined, motivated, protected criminal who has experience doing this, the 38 was lacking. And due to the ineffectiveness of their duty revolver, the FBI really wanted to change it, change things up. So what they started, they started testing different caliber rounds. Um, they tested the nine times 19 Parabellum, which is the nine millimeter. And they also tested the 45 ACP. All right. And what they found was that semi-autos offered several major advantages over revolvers. And the FBI, FBI was really focused on two major advantages. One was the increased ammo capacity of a semi-auto. And two was the ease and the speed of the reloading process. Now, anyone who's ever owned a revolver probably loves their revolver. But they have to admit that it's a little clumsy to load quickly. Now, there's people... There are world-class shooters out there that can load and fire revolvers at ridiculous speeds. But under pressure, when you're getting shot at, not just shooting at something, when you're also getting rounds back, they're very, they can be very clumsy to reload. There's a lot of fine motor skills that are required to reload a revolver. And remember, I had said in previous podcasts, what we really want to train, right? The most effective training and the most effective techniques involves gross motor movements. So big movements that are easy to remember under pressure. And with revolvers, you have to line the cartridges up perfectly with the holes in the, in the, in the cylinder. You have to make sure they're seated perfectly. You have to slam the, the uh, cylinder in perfectly. You have to make, so there's a lot of room for error. Right, so that's what the FBI wanted. And um, they really, so at first they had the 10 millimeter, right? The ten, but the 10 millimeter was like, had a lot of uh, recoil. So they tested a bunch of different rounds, nine times 19, Parabellum, the nine millimeter, and the 45. And after a series of successful performance tests, the 40 was adopted by law enforcement agencies across the country including the FBI, which also adopted the Glock 40. So the 40 caliber round was the same same kind of measurements as the 10 millimeter, but could be retrofitted to fit into a medium-sized semi-auto frame. So it had the kind of the, the force of a 10 millimeter, but with less recoil and it could fit in a smaller gun. It uses the 0. .40 inch, which is 10 millimeter diameter bullet. The weight is from about 105 to 200 uh, grams, okay? Or grains, I'm sorry, grains. So your heavier bullet's gonna be around 200 grains. So it can, it's a wide range of bullet weight, but they're heavier bullet than nine millimeter. Okay, that's all we need to know. All right, so the FBI was very impressed with the performance of the 40 Smith and Wesson overall. Had really good penetration, 
on the ballistic gel test. Remember, the FBI said it needed at least, you know, 12 to 18 inches of penetration in order to be effective. It exceeded that and hit with a lot of force. And the good thing was, was they didn't have to have a freaking hand cannon in order to, you know, load their weapons with these rounds. The 40 was able to fit in a medium framed weapon, which was really important to them. Now, the popularity of the 40 Smith & Wesson grew grew rapidly during the Federal Assault Weapons Ban of 1994. And this weapons ban prohibited the sale of pistols or rifles with high-capacity magazines. And pretty much anything over 10 rounds was considered high-capacity, which is absurd, right? So people were like, man, if we can only buy magazines with 10 round capacities we want the you know cheapest hardest hitting ammo that we can find that we feel comfortable carrying and many people chose the 40 over the much lighter nine millimeter okay so the nine is much lighter than the 40 and it, the 40 does hit harder now people always ask me they're like uh chase you know what do you suggest for beginners when they, you know, on their first pistol, what do you suggest that they carry? I would say nine millimeter because nowadays the way they're doing ammo, the way their people are designing ammunition, you can find a nine millimeter with plenty of punching power that can solve pretty much most problems. But I do say, hey, if you're a little advanced, the reason why I don't suggest 40 to beginners is because it is, I consider it an advanced caliber meaning you have to be a medium to advanced level shooter to shoot the 40 efficiently with proficiency, okay? Does that make sense? Efficiently with proficiency. So we're not just talking blamming at a target and just shooting, right? We want our rounds to go where we intend them to go. And the 40 tends to have a little bit of recoil, a little bit of muzzle flip. It's a heavier round, so it takes a little bit more grip strength, all right? And I don't suggest it for beginners. You can do plenty with the nine millimeter. Now, if you're, uh, you know, advanced, intermediate to advanced, yeah, go for it, man. Go and get whatever you need to get. Um, I also say this: another thing you need to consider with ammo is not only, you know, proficiency and skill level needed to shoot it accurately and proficiently, also is the price of ammo. Okay, because nowadays. Now, back when, you know, in the earlier in the podcast, I said, you know, it was cheap back then when I start first started shooting. Now it's not cheap. It's super expensive to shoot now. They're selling 50 cartridges, 50 rounds for like $25 minimum. <laughs> you used to be able to get 50 rounds for $10.99. So they're over double. They went up in price. So just imagine how much 40 if it costs. I mean, I remember I paid recently $21.99 for 50 rounds. That's the cheapest I could find of 9mm. Just imagine how much it is for 40. We're talking $29.99 for 50. So that gets really expensive really fast. And that's something you need to consider because I always tell people this. If the rounds cost too much to shoot, you're never going to shoot them. And if you never shoot them, you're never going to get proficient with your weapon. And that's a no-no. So that's something you need to consider. All right, but but hey, look, if you if you got a little bread, if you got if you got a little bit of extra paper, if you if you if you uh got rich during this pandemic, 
hey man the 40 is the way to go uh also the choices for 40 are a little bit more limited than nine but hey man those suckers can hit i'm telling you all right let's talk about performance real quick we're not gonna go into too much nitty-gritty because i honestly i'm not one of those performance caliber nerds you know there's a lot of people out here on the internet especially man they debate about ballistic performance <laughs> and i always say this whether it's a 22 or freaking 10 millimeter no one wants to get popped no one wants to get shot with anything a 22 can kill you just as dead as a 10 millimeter so when you talk when we're breaking down you know jewels and muzzle force and velocity just remember in the end of the day at the end of the day you have to be able to shoot accurately put your rounds where you want them right center mass and you want something that you can rely on all right and if that's and what you can afford and if that happens to be a nine if that happens to be a 40 if that happens to be a 45 go for it all right so we're talking performance all right, so the good thing about the 40 is it's almost identical has almost identical accuracy, drop and drift as a 9 mm, but packs more energy on impact than a 9 mm and a 45 ACP with a much more manageable recoil than a 10 mm. Let me repeat that. The 40 caliber has almost an identical accuracy, drop and drift as the 9 mm but packs more energy on impact than both the 9mm and the 45 ACP. And, quick caveat, it also has a better recoil than a 10mm. So you're getting all the good stuff of the 9 and the 45 with less recoil than the 10mm. And it actually, actually has the same um, measurements as a 10mm. So hey, that sounds pretty good, right? It's pretty accurate. Um, one of the things people say about the bigger rounds are not as accurate, you know, uh, because, you know, just the muzzle flip, the recoil, the energy, but it's pretty accurate if you're a good shooter. The energy exceeds the standard pressure 45 ACP, and it generates between 470 joules and 680 joules, depending on the bullet weight. All right, so joules is a measurement of force, of energy. All right, so it's pretty, it's got pretty big impact. It hits hard. Um, it has more pressure in each round than the 45 ACP. The 40 Smith & Wesson with a standard double stack mag can hold up to 16 rounds, which is really good capacity. All right. Um, I think the, the Smith & Wesson Shield had a, what was it, an 8? I think it was an 8 plus 1. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it was a single stack. But the double stack can carry up to 16, which is great, great capacity. Or really hard hitting round. All right. Um, so when we go out and we talk about calibers and we're we're thinking about what we want to buy, consider a few things. Consider your budget. Consider consider what you want to use your firearm for, right? And consider how much experience that you have shooting it, shooting and shooting it in general. Have you shot forty before? Have you shot nine before? Have you shot at all before? All right. All these factors play into picking the right caliber and once you get a little bit more advanced eh, shoot, you can have a gun in every caliber and then you can pick and choose which one you want to carry or which one you want to take to the range 
uh, on a particular day. All right. So that's the overall for the 40. All right. I'm not going to go into too much detail. This is a really short one. The next episode is about the 45. All right. The 45. As people say, God's caliber. That's not out of my mouth. That's out of other people's mouths. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that's that's one of the more historical, uh, has a really rich legacy. It's one of the most uh, historical calibers out there. So we're going to go and dive into that on the next episode. We're going to do that tomorrow. So stay tuned, guys. Remember, think about what you want to get out of your firearm before you go to the store to purchase it. Okay. There's a lot of different factors. Don't get overwhelmed though. Don't make it into rocket science because I hate when people overcomplicate simple things. That's one of my pet peeves. And that's one of my goals with ape is to kind of simplify these really, really complex and like all these different people have all these different opinions. I just try to simplify, simplify things, boil things down to kind of like the most basic uh, concepts that everyone can kind of absorb and understand. All right. Thank you so much. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, uh, click your uh, what uh, your push notifications so you know when new episodes are coming out. God bless y'all. Stay safe. Train hard. Put God in your family first. Stay positive. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. God bless you. Ape. Mr. Organic Dope on the beat, baby. Remember, 22, 380, 9mm, 40, 45, 10mm. Those are the major, most popular rounds out there. The next episode of the Ape Academy podcast, we're going over the 45 ACP. It's one of the most iconic rounds ever created. God bless y'all once again. Ape.